Having a lot of droopage. A lot of droopage. It's been a lot of droopage recently. Not enough blood pumping through the veins. Well, I'm frightened about today's show because I want to talk about important things. Okay, come on, me too. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Movil.org podcast, episode number 58. Yes, I'm Kushal. I'm Curran. Well, should we do a catch-up? Yes, how how catch you up. been? Uh, um, Not good, okay. Yeah, I've been all right. It's been kind of carrying on with life. Trying to do things to progress my dreams. Um, okay, I, start, I started doing my... I started a technical blog on Medium. I've, I've noticed your tweets. I haven't read them because I read when it says... Um, I've published, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. And then it says, um, what does it say? Block, what is it? Blockchain. Blockchain. And I was like, okay. And I kind of scroll. Yeah. I've had people who are not from a technical background at all. And they sort of say, oh, so you, I read your blog thing. And I'm like, what, how did that make any sense to you? I mean, how, why are you reading it? It's cool. I mean, I'm really, I'm complimented. It's really nice. Are um, you, are you writing it from a layman perspective or are you writing it from... I have a lot of conversations with technical uh, clients and people setting up companies or working in the blockchain or AI or automation area. And there are some conversations that I have again and again and again. So I'm trying to put those down in blog form to okay. say, go, go read this. Like an extension of your conversation. Really. Yes, kind of. Okay. I would not be able to follow those. Uh, no, so this uh, yeah, it's fine. It should be followable. So um, yeah. So if you like that, <laughs> <laughs> no free plugs here. Oh, okay, what have you been watching? But, well, you know, oh. as well, what's, what is it on Medium? So what? Uh, oh, it's just uh, it, Medium. Just uses your Twitter, Twitter handle. Twitter. So Medium dot com slash at Kushal Joshi. Joshi. Yeah. Just so if you want to read it. There's only two articles on there at the moment. But okay. It will grow. Okay. I know you're resisting. That's what she said. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was hoping you'll resist. That's what she said. <laughs> Listen, you're sounding like James Gunn already. This is not good. Okay, go on. You've got this thing about Cloak and Dagger. Did you, did you watch Cloak and Dagger and that. Shadow? I haven't seen this. Cloak and Dagger and Shadow. Uh, I, I just think it's very interesting. I think uh, we talked about how people were complaining that Cloak and Dagger was not like the comics. Getting into this first season, I really do like it. And mm. I, I like the approach that they've taken. They've modernized it and they've made it relevant to uh, a different bracket of uh, a different age demographic, I think. I think they're going for something different. Yeah. I, I was really impressed. So I like that. Um, I just wanted to say, because I'm still watching it. You Have you watched any of Preacher yet? No. Okay, well, Pre Preacher season three is just as good yeah. as the others. It's gruesome, and Did they renewed that right on, uh, and that it they re is it coming on Netflix. Is that right? No, no, it's still on in this country. Uh, Amazon okay. in, in the UK, Amazon uh, Prime Video. Okay, and in America, uh, fuck knows. Um, so if you have if you have a subscription to fuck knows. <laughs> Alright, yes. so um, have you ever watched Goliath on Amazon Prime? Uh, is that Billy Bob Thornton? No, I haven't seen it. 
I sound like that guy from Guardians, not the director oh. of number three. Oh. Um, what a tool. We're coming to him. Yeah. He's next. Sure. Uh, okay, so Goliath's really good. Uh, it's um, oddly for this podcast, it's something that we're watching that contains no magic or superheroes. Really? Or futurism or science fiction. What is it? Okay, go on. Give me. It's an old series, but uh, it the second part of it came out and it's fucking awesome um it's a lawyer who's uh he's a bit down in the dumps because he's had a bit of a messed up his life and uh, he's pretty much homeless uh lives in a motel or something so he has a bit of a home i guess and uh his old law firm is representing this weapons manufacturing company and he gets sort of accosted by someone who says can you help fight your old legal firm that you built so the legal firm's got his name on it and mm. it's like a huge legal firm. Sick. So it ends up being him against this law firm that he founded. Now, as I don't know how that sounds to you. How does that sound to you? All right, yeah, decent. So, I mean, I watched Suits for a while, so it's not that I can't watch things just with a superhero, isn't it? Any, <laughs> anyone that wants to watch, uh, anyone that wants to try it out, I would say you just need two episodes. Okay. Just watch the first two episodes, season one of season one, all the way through, and by the end of the, by the time we get to the end of uh, uh, episode two of season one, mm. if you're not completely hooked, don't bother watching it. Okay. Uh, that's a that's an easy one. Okay. Um, yeah. Three percent, season two. Haven't seen it. So this is an interesting program. I'll, cover really quickly because we'll probably talk about it on another episode um it's in portuguese based mm-hmm. in brazil mm-hmm. it's a dystopian future bunch of people that live in um what look like favelas um but three percent of society has to go through a bunch of trials and ends up going to um this place called the offshore which is like a paradise mm. where the three percent live and so all these people are going through what is uh the worst escape rooms in the world, mm. these trials. Nice. Uh, people are getting knocked out, some killed along the way. And if you make it and you're part of the 3%, then you got, but obviously there's people that are saying this is a stupid way to run society. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really interesting, uh, it's quite allegorical about sort of how we have society today, but um, it's very good to watch. It's, but it's in, in Portuguese. So if this you, is on Netflix, right? Um, it's on Netflix, yeah, 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 yeah. But like I said, yeah, subtitles and Portuguese. So yeah, yeah if you did, um, if you did, if you did vote leave, <laughs> there's a possibility you may not <laughs> enjoy. It. I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah, you you may have had you you may have other reasons. So you've got a note. Someone's gunning for the Guardians. <laughs> so this um, this bit of news kind of came out in the last 24 hours. Um, and we were having a couple of jokes around this. Well, before we... Hang on. Let's, let's clarify that. And then... We were having jokes. With, but is my neighbour out there? I could just see a shadow moving across the wall. It's really weird. It's interesting. It's okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> making jokes about... Um, at his expense, because of what a douche he is. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Right, just to say, I don't want to um, kill my future career. I'm not, I'm not going to go through all of his tweets, but I've, there's a select couple that I've put in this, that, I've, that are in this article that I'm about to read from Polygon. 
Um, so I didn't even know. Who are we talking about? James Gunn. So James Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy and was set to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is out in the next couple of years, or three years, whatever it is. Um, and so he made a massive boo-boo and someone had dug up this, these old tweets. That seems quite low-key description of what he, he's done. He fucked up. He done fucked up. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's fucked up. I think he's just a really terrible human being. I don't think this is one of those cases where you could... Okay, yeah. I mean, he tweeted this shit yeah. and left it there. <laughs> yes. It's not like Roseanne, where he woke up the next morning and said, ah, oh, shit. Do you know what her defense for that was, by the way? Gone. That she was on Ambien. Is that... What is that? That's some... What is it? It makes Painkiller? you kind of... Yeah, or something. What is it? It makes you chilled or something. New form of herbal tea. It's like a way to chill the fuck out. Oh, yeah, no, he's out there. So. All right, okay. That's all right. Um, yeah, that was a defense. And Joe Rogan, on that episode of the podcast with Kevin Smith, was defending her. Sorry, what's an Ambien? I don't, I don't know. Ambien is... I thought that was Steven the, Spielberg's production company. That's Amblin. All right. So it's a sedative... Primarily used for the treatment of trouble sleeping. Yeah. It is typically only recommended if sleep hygiene is not effective for sleep hygiene. <laughs> Clean sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Having a shower before you go to sleep? Yeah. Uh, what? I have no idea what sleep hygiene is. Okay. So, so that was his offense. So this is amazing. So we've discovered that it, there is a pill that makes you racist. That's, a, that's the jokes that people are making. That, that's insane. I want to. I want to see what it's like being that racist. Can you get me some of these pills? Yeah, we should try them. Yeah, and then tweet. We should do a, we should do a podcast. We should try them. Become racist and then tweet. Yes, because that's what you do, isn't it? I, I think we should make a video and we do a podcast. Are there tablets that yeah. make you violently sexist? Uh, evidently so. What, what's he doing now? He's cleaning the tree. Is he cleaning the tree? He's <laughs> Yeah, we, we get these aphids on in the tree and they um, they shit all over the cars and then the cars are covered in wasps. So these tweets, uh, so I'll read one of them. So please remember, this is a, a direct tweet from James Gunn's account. I'm basically trying to delay time before we actually read this gross shit out. So um, they were talking, so this is in reference to an article that was called... Um, the 50 superheroes you most want to have sex with. Um, and so he took that list and he wrote a series of descriptions that are both offensive and insulting. That's what this article says. Yeah. Um, so what the first one is tweet that I've got here is rising a full 24 places. Storm is once again, our highest ranking woman of color and considering most of our other women of color on this list are green or blue or pink. That's <laughs> quite a feat. Um, and here's one. I think he was referring to Batwoman or something. Uh, this lesbian character was voted for almost exclusively by men. Hang on, where is this? What's what? Where are you reading this? This is from the Polygon article. They've kind of taken a couple and put it into the article. So uh, again, uh, I think this was about Batwoman, um, Batwoman's character. Ah, yes, go on. This lesbian character was voted for almost exclusively by men. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm hoping for a Marvel DC crossover so that Tony Stark can quote unquote turn her. He wrote this. He wrote this. She could also have sex with Nightwing and probably still be technically considered a lesbian. 
<laughs> I mean, it, when did he write this? It, let's say in the last kind of five years. So this is like what you hear in um, when, when 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 there is a certain character of uh, uh, lads getting yeah. together at the pub in the changing rooms before a football match mm. or after or in the showers. Depend. I fuck knows. It, 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 I I don't associate with people that talk like that because it irritates me hmm. and I don't understand. Um, you have to shrink your understanding of the world to find any humor. Um, there's this theory about humor that says that we find things funny because they're a form of benign deviation and everyone's understanding of what benign is, is different, which is why different cultures, everyone finds similar things funny, but only some cultures, especially Western cultures find certain things funny. Mm -hmm. And you have this thing called gallows humor in the, in the police and other emergency services. And they, because of what they see on a day-to-day -day basis, and, and they have a way of dealing with that using humor, um, which other people might find offensive because it's a, a, a quite offensive form of uh, deviancy if mm. you're not understanding the context it's from. He is not from any of those backgrounds. He's from that sort of college boy, immature, weird, humor background and i i can't to me to me that is a form of non-benign deviation mm. that i it's not funny it's really worrying because there are so many men that do think like that and find mm. it funny mm. how do they find it acceptable how, how, yeah we're supposed to not say anything if we're in the presence of people like this, they're going, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny, yeah, oh, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, you're going to convert <laughs> Yeah, because you can because that's how it works. Yeah, does it make you mad? Yeah, it does. I mean, in the last, because I'm working at the university uh, in the last year. When I worked at the university, I say you kind of you start to see more of this culture because there's such a push of trying to get rid of this this culture and these attitudes against not in kind of all, all people really just kind of getting rid of the whole uh, sexual abuse, um, this lad culture bullshit, this, uh, you know, racism and just absolute um, prejudice attitude towards everything really. Well, have you seen the Warwick uni news? No. Um, that they had those people that were writing really wrong things about certain types of women. Mm. They were writing racist things and things that certain type of women should be raped. Mm. Um, you, you saw this thing in but Nottingham Trent, right? Like a few months back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what Warwick had a similar sort of experience, yeah. but it was it was a combination of racism and misogyny. It was just really fucking awful. And yeah. and and Warwick's one of these places that done so has done so well to become what's now a considered a top UK university. Mm. But well, look at the. I mean, what does it come from? Did mm. you see a lot of this at this uni? You hear things. Yeah. Uh, and Where was around just from students? Yeah. So yeah. there was something that happened, um, which this is kind of public. It was on the Facebook page, um, where something happened. It was like an altercation between a Chinese student or something yeah. and somebody else. And one of the Chinese students from this particular cohort wrote, uh, on the review area of the university page. And they were talking about how the university don't do a lot yeah. for the students and they just kind of sweep yeah. it under the rug. 
Um, and it, it, whether or not that's true, it's interesting to kind of see their perspective on it and it makes you question why it's even allowed to occur or where it even comes from, especially for people who come from different countries and they experience this, you know, in a place where they don't really expect or want that to happen to them. Um, but I, there was a massive campaign um, where they're trying to get, it was specifically called uh, kind of standing together and stuff. And it's getting rid of this whole James Gunn attitude, I guess is. Wow. Yeah. We, we can put a name on it now. Can give it a name. <laughs> um, and yeah, one of the, one of the people, uh, one of the girls who was part of that team, she worked really hard to kind of try to get rid of this stuff. And it's, it's difficult to, when you don't have people on your side to kind of get rid of it, when there's only one person or two people trying to get rid of this massive attitude that people have, and that's not the priority. It makes you question, well, why isn't it your priority? This is affecting people's lives. Um, so yeah, you kind of did see it, but I think in the, in the position I was at, it wasn't really. This would be, this would be a good topic for that other podcast. Yes. When it finally happens, we could actually get this person as a guest. Oh yeah. That would be, yeah, that'd be interesting. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk, um, um, more on that later. Yep. Um, I don't know. Unless there's something else you want to say about this idiot. No, I mean, he re- issued a statement, but I don't know how really much everyone cares really. So I take some, so should yeah. I read some of it out? Yeah. Go on um, so my words of nearly a decade ago were at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative. I have regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not provocative like I had hoped, but also because they don't reflect the person I am today or have been for some time. I mean, that might be true, but we don't know that. The fact that his is that he said them, he left them on his Twitter. If he didn't mean them, then he should have removed them. If I would be passionate about removing something like that if I'd if been didn't such reflect. a douchebag to even have tweeted something like that in the yeah. first place yeah whatever and then um he's just regardless of how much time is but i mean i'm point reading anymore is bullshit to be honest with you i again offer my deepest apologies love okay. to all moving on did you watch this glass trailer that was so good okay so um for those who aren't aware right now this week has that's... been kind of san diego comic-con and we've started to see some really cool things is that where it came out that's where it came from that yeah. was awesome um so we've started to see a lot of things coming from the convention obviously it's one of the biggest conventions for this kind of stuff and yeah we saw the trailer for uh, glass which is the follow-up of split that came out a couple of years ago now yeah um and we both enjoyed split yes um obviously it wasn't without its flaws but we still enjoyed it yeah. Um, and Glass is the, is the follow up to that, and it's we obviously found out at the end of Split that Split was almost like a, was it a prequel or kind of pseudo sequel? Sequel, yeah, sort of a pseudo sequel to a Breakable, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Glass now is the kind of follow up to both of these films, and yeah, the trailer looks amazing. It looks really exciting, c- considering how long ago Unbreakable was made. Yeah, um, I think they've done. I think they've been very lucky. Um, first of all that none of those uh, actors that, you know, they, they haven't had a, none of the actors have been Weinsteined of, of, in some way. Yeah. Because that's just like a, it's like a disease out there. At the moment. Yeah. That's the first problem. Second problem is they still look hmm. good. They look the same. Yeah. It works for Bruce Willis because that old yeah. kind of haggard look makes, helps the character, I think, especially because some time is supposed to have passed, does it? Uh, must have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Willis, he's, he's, he must have, I don't, I can't imagine there's not a 
big pile of shit about Bruce Willis yeah, yeah. are going to explode at some oh, point. Yeah. So yeah. I hope they finish filming and we can enjoy something yes. in our innocence before that world <laughs> is destroyed once more. Oh, um, yeah. So no, that, that looks really exciting. And uh, uh, say what you will, but M. Night, I mean, the Shyamalama. Shyamalam. Shyamalama. Shyamalama. Um, but he's, he kills it every time. He does. He's uh, so frustratingly. Good. So I think representing the brown people. He's Sri Lankan, isn't he? He's still Originally. brown. I didn't say he's Indian. He's still brown. <laughs> he hasn't changed. It's, it's not reaching. We're not reaching, are we? What about people that are heavily, t- heavily tanned? This actually comes into what I'm going to talk about in <laughs> oh, the other podcast. one day at a time. Oh yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a word that they've used, and me and Hina use it now with each other a lot. So it's the, it's a word that they use when who who uses it? Um, uh, the Cubans in the family they use. This oh word. okay, is this from the one day at a time? Yeah, and it's called passing. So <laughs> the the young daughter, because everyone else is brown in the family, and um, She's like, oh, I can't, because she's a lesbian and obviously she's Cuban. Right. And um, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I can't believe I won't face any like difficulty in my life. But wait, I'm a lesbian and I'm a woman, so I'm, I'm great. But they take the piss out of her because she's like a really light shade of brown. Right. Okay. So she said, oh my God, am I passing? <laughs> so it's good. It's, it, they, they talk about this kind of stuff, but it's hilarious. My legs are. Yeah, your legs really are. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I've got this. Uh, I ever tell you about my, my theory I used to irritate my granddad with? No. About the uh, potential uh, imperial officer in our family. <laughs> <laughs> he used to get, my, my granddad would say, don't talk to him about that. He, gets, he takes it seriously and gets very offended. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, but our legs are so light. And they stayed in India for many years. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> Oh, that's good. Maybe I should have voted leave. <coughs> so, <laughs> who do you think you are? Is that program that works that out for you? What's that? That who do you think you are program? Yeah, exactly. So what else? Tight irons. Tight irons. Oh, tight irons. Tight irons. Okay. Um, the trailer. So, something else from the obviously San Diego Comic Con dropped, and it was um, yeah, Titans trailer. So it was the Team Titans trailer. But okay. They don't call it Teen Titans, they're calling it Titans. They're, they're definitely going for a very edgier, darker adult theme here, which is great because it's something that we haven't seen from the Teen Titans <clears throat> in terms of uh, kind of on the animated stuff that we've seen from them. But it's very adult um, to the extent where Robin... Oh, he swore, he swore. He swore, he, he said... Swore. He said one of the... So, okay, so look, I'll, I'll set the scene for you. The trailer starts... F-word. And F-word. F-word, yeah. So um, there's a bunch of criminals at an alley, of course. Robin comes down from the... From the night. From the night, yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the criminals says, where's Batman? He beats the crap out of him. And he says, fuck Batman. I'm like, whoa, what's going Because you watch it and initially it looks like something that they put out on CW anyway, like yeah. Black Lightning, Flash, whatever. And then he swears and it's like, I'm kind of intrigued. Where are they going to take this? So I, I, I will watch it. I am going to watch it. Have you, have you heard about this new DC streaming service? What? They're making a DC streaming service. What exactly are they going to stream on it? This. So this is going to be in it. They're going to make a Stargirl show. Um, and I think a lot of the other shows are going to be on this as well. But, okay. 
fine. Uh, all right, I'm not going to say anything. You need content. They need content. What's going on? He's laughing and joking with people. Oh, no, that's okay. He's allowed. Um, He's allowed. So, yeah. I so, was, so um, was, it, was it like, fuck Batman? This yeah. is for the streets. Yeah, Black Lightning's back. <laughs> is that what he said? It's so good. But it, it looked like Raven looked amazing. Yeah. Um, Starfire was black, which is even good. Like, like the Starfire is not, we don't know what Starfire is. She's orange. Oh, actually. yeah. Don't, I'm not even going to get started on DC's um, racially confused uh, thing that's going on. Like when you watch the Krypton series. Oh, really? And Zod and his entire family are all black. And oh. you're like, what? That? Huh? I mean, I, I don't want to complain because I guess there was yeah, yeah, some... Yeah. Some of that stuff needed to happen, yes. but why it doesn't make it because I'm they're using the storylines and symbols from the movie where yeah. Zod is white, Michael Shannon. It's just like what happened to Michael Shannon? What the? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, and I'm I'm just so and I'm so confused that I'm watching it thinking at some point is he going to say he's not Zod? Because I don't get it. Maybe there are several incarnations of Zod, and this particular one was why. Maybe this is part of the multiverse. Oh, yeah, Adam is in it. Adam? Black Adam. He's just Adam in this one. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My goodness. All right. Let's talk about features. We've burnt, like, more than half an hour. Oh, goodness. Okay, go on. Let's get good at the rest of it. So a few TV features. Uh, first one, we've got monkey more Baby than a monkey. little bit. Uh-huh, monkey. Baby monkey. <laughs> um, I've written. It's more than a little bit. Shannara. <laughs> Is that good or bad? Very bad. Oh, okay. Very, very bad. Monkey was like one of the most legendary series ever created from uh, Japanese TV about this old uh, Chinese story um, of a priest that travels with a, a water demon and a and a cursed pig demon and a and this monkey who was there at the beginning of time to protect humanity and all this other stuff and it comes from a bunch of stories that are that mixed together some Indian religions and Chinese religions and legends from Buddhism and it was so fun to watch I remember watching it from a very early age and it's some of it's still watchable because it's very pantomimey but this series just takes that concept and tears it apart don't watch it keep the dream in your mind of someday someone make this properly it was just and it's australian and everyone has an australian accent again they've gone like full uh what's that series where everyone's australian not shanara which is bad enough but the other one marco polo oh really yeah marco polo's got the weird weird accent problem where he keeps meeting people it's like Kublai Khan introduces him yeah, to his yeah. fourth son yeah. through from Turkey with an Australian accent. And you're like, I don't, what? I can hear your, uh, like the whole Ad- Adelaide brogue coming through. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So yeah, we'll do that episode about ac- accents and how accents are not racist. Yes. This is, a, this is a big thing. I'm backed up by people like Rowan Atkinson here who's passionate about how <clears throat> comedy is being destroyed by over-policing of any of this kind of stuff. Uh, the Return of LaRusso. Uh, I was supposed to talk about this last episode. It's intriguing. R- uh, YouTube Red. Okay, yeah. You heard of this? I've heard of this, yeah. It's the 
premium. It's YouTube's pay for premium content service. Yeah. And one of the first things released is uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Cobra Kai is a series uh, that looks at the lives 20 odd years later of um, 30 years later of Daniel LaRusso mm-hmm. and Johnny, whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember. That's not in my notes. Is it, sorry, this show, I'm going to edit this out. New Legends of Monkey, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's just pants. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, uh, Cobra Kai looks at, the story, looks at the story many years later from Johnny's perspective yeah. and from Daniel's perspective. And he keeps switching perspective every, every episode. That's cool. And it's just, it, but what's amazing is all the original actors are in it. So Daniel LaRusso is yeah. Daniel LaRusso, the guy that played him, who is, I've also not, I've made no notes for this because it's just a little thing, but yeah, it's all on IMDb, which is a really cool website. It tells you a lot of information. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Fix that problem. Your turn. Much more than meets the queer eye. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So... Can I have a hand up? Go on. I used to watch Queer Eye, okay. the original series, yeah. when it first came on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how to take it. Mm-hmm. I think it was... I At that time, I'd never met, knowingly met... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd knowingly met uh, 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 someone, a gay person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was many years ago. So... I really enjoyed watching the program mm. because it was fascinating that, that, you know, people that we basically pretend or the marginalized in the movies mm. normally mm. have got this mainstream TV show yeah. and are sharing a slightly different perspective mm. or their perspective of the world. It was awesome. And it, yeah. and it really sort of did good things for me. How's the new one? Cause I've not watched it. Okay. So I, on the flip side, I haven't seen the old one. Okay. And, um, I haven't, I, I wouldn't say I was purposely avoiding this show, but I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it would appeal to me because it's not kind of what I would watch. I guess I'd probably just like watch superhero stuff or dear white people or whatever. Like I'm specific about what I watch. Um, and I thought this was just another reality TV show that would just be like Americanized and over the top and whatever. And I got a couple of recommendations to watch this. Um, and then I thought, okay, look, I'm, People keep going on about it. People are talking about it. People tell me to watch it. And I thought, okay, I will watch it. I'll watch the first episode and let's see what happens. Start watching this show. Watch it with you. I watched the first episode and it is, like you said, it's, it's fascinating what these guys do. So the, the group of guys called the Fab Five and each of these guys, I'm sure it was the same thing for the old one. They kind of cover different parts of what, they kind of uh, the makeover. So, well, they've gone a step further in this episode, haven't they? Cause they've got a lot of people up. I heard that they that are coming out on the show. Yes. Wow. Now that's amazing. Yeah. But this is, this is okay. So five guys, uh, five different. So Stop saying five guys. It makes me so hungry. Sorry. All right. Fab five. Yeah. Uh, like grooming, uh, kind of fashion, uh, design and, um, food and all this kind of stuff. So they got, they, they cover different aspects of, of people's lives. And um, the kind of first season is remarkable because no word of a lie. Yeah. Um, every episode has made me cry. Really? Every episode has made Hina cry. We just sat there thinking to ourselves, what the hell? 
these guys, regardless of whether this show is, yeah, okay, fine. Yet some of it might be over-dramatized. But some of it- are they, are, okay, hang on. Are they all coming out stories? Not all of them. Okay, so that's really no, impressive. Yeah. It's not just like some kind of um, um, engineered no, thing no, no. like uh, X Factor. No. And so the cynical, the cynic in me, if I'm going to say, fine, all of this might be staged, all of it might be fixed and whatever, whether or not it is, the messages that come out of each of these episodes, uh, you know, essentially um, talking about anti-racism, anti-hate, anti-everything, they, they, they're trying to bring openness to people's lives. They're trying to make people think more openly about not just gay people, but black people, people of different colors, people of, who look different and act different. Go on. So could they have called it Dear Straight People? They could have called it Dear Straight People. Awesome. But... They can't because they actually help gay people come out because they're not just doing... They, that's why they call it Queer Eye because it's not just Queer Eye for the straight guy anymore. They, they actually made over a woman in season two, um, which is... That's a terrible phrase. Made over a woman in season... No, it's not. That sounds like some kind of James Gunn shit. That's <laughs> awful, awful phrase. Okay, um, I know what you mean. One of the, one of the examples, um, there was um, a young guy who... Uh, whose father had died early on in his life and um, mother had left him. So he had a stepmother and he was black. His mom was Mexican Um, and he was gay, but he didn't know how to come out to his mom. Uh, Do they they cover the religious barrier thing a lot? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They cover all sorts of things. They cover cover religion, they cover culture, they cover um, kind of being a black person in society who is gay and doesn't know how to deal with it. So they talk about black people being gay um, and they talk about police brutality in that same episode, which is even more interesting because again, it's these things that don't mix Mm. in normal kind of mainstream shows that are being kind of covered in something like this and they're bringing this kind of awareness to shows like this and it, this is what I think is so good and these guys again regardless of whether or not it's real or not it, it's amazing that these guys are doing this for people's lives not just people's lives in the show but people's lives outside of the show who are affected by these issues um, and it's that kind of stuff that makes so what, the, one of the, way, uh, the ways one of my friends described it as was it brings a warm, fuzzy feeling after you watch an episode. And it really does. That sounds it nice. gives you a lot of hope for the future. If you think that, okay, I'm going to make my kids watch this. They're going to learn so much more about the world than just the things that they see on TV. Um, it's, um, it's brilliant. That sounds good. I'm worried because I didn't know I had kids, but I'll sort that out later. The second show I've been watching, yeah. uh, it's called One Day at a Time. And now, um, I didn't know this when I started watching it, but it's a remake of uh, a show that came on the 1970s, uh, a title of the same name. Um, again, I don't know much about it. I didn't really, really look up too much because I really care, but whatever. Anyway, I've so this- i heard of it. Yeah. Um, so this show is another interesting show because uh, initially when we came watch it, it was on my list and I was like, okay, just a no-brainer kind of sitcom. Might be interesting, might be fun to watch. It follows a Cuban family who live in uh, Los Angeles um, and they're just kind of an ordinary kind of Cuban family who have uh, a grandma who lives with them, whose father uh, lives in Afghanistan because he's part of the, the army. Oh, right. The, awesome. Yeah. The, the mom used to be part of, she used to be a medic in uh, the army. Oh, yes. Um, but what a setup. She's now a nurse 
um, in one of the hospitals. And so she looks after the entire family, her and essentially her grandma, sorry, her and her mom look after the, her two kids. Um, but it's, it's a lovely little kind of nice little family show. And they've got like this odd Canadian uh, white guy who lives, who owns the building. He's a young dude who owns a building and he kind of injects himself into the family every so often. It's pretty funny. I know the inject word is probably not the right one to use. No, it's fine. Um, but it's great because it's actually funny. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of beneath that hilarious layer is the stuff we were just talking about. So they, they address issues like coming out to your, your family, um, being someone Brown in a Trump nation, um, being a proud American Brown yes. person in a yeah. Trump nation. Yeah, literally. That's, that's the bit that sounds really interesting. There's an episode, season two, episode two, actually. Um, this episode is probably one of my favorite episodes so far. There's, uh, they're on season two right now, so season three is out next year. Uh, I just said a brown. A brown? A brown. Anyway, you carry on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, season two, episode one. And they so what happens this episode is... Um, the young, uh, so the boy is probably in his early teens and he goes to school and he kind of, um, he comes home and he's got a really bad attitude on him. He's like just really angry and angry at everyone. And he snaps at his mom and his mom kind of goes back to him. Well, what, what, what the hell's gone into you? What's wrong with you? Why have you changed? And, um, it kind of followed on from them embarrassing him from the baseball game that he was at where they were like cheering for him and like saying, uh, singing Cuban songs and, like, uh, okay. it was sweet. It was very nice. It was yeah. very cute, but he didn't like it. Yeah. And when his mom questioned him on why he didn't like it, he's like, they're calling me names at, at school. He's like, what are the, what, what kind of name is it called? Do you me? see the bit where he's being called names? No. Okay. No. Um, because they're calling me things like wetback and they're yeah. calling me things like, you know, the, the yeah, Mexican yeah. Uh, slurs. Um, and he gets into a fight. He punches a guy because they find out he, he punched it because they called him these do names. See, do you see that bit? No. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a family show. So I don't think they, they're kind of, they're trying to avoid all this kind of stuff. But what's interesting is that they, even their locations, they very rarely go outside. Okay. A lot of it takes place in the apartment and kind of very smaller in the, in the hospital. Oh, I think I know what this is a remake of. I think I do know the original show. You probably might have seen Okay. It. Yeah, cool. Um, but this is what's interesting. And um, her mom gets, his mom gets really upset about all this stuff. And uh, then obviously her, her mum, yeah, the grandma talks was, about. Have uh, you watched the original? No, I, I, th I think it was the show I'm thinking of. Then it's like a stage show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The yeah. reason it didn't sh leave the apartment was because that was the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Rita Moreno was in it. But yeah, I don't I know if she was in names. That. But she was. She's in this. She's old, so she's. In, I'm, I'm, I don't know if she was in the old one or not. Um, but it's really interesting. It's really kind of intriguing seeing a sitcom that covers important topics like this one does. I mean, we've What's had it on Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Yeah. So I don't know if we've ever had a show that covers all the things that the they're, they're, they're ticking all the boxes here. Um, but it's really interesting. And the, 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 the one that's kind of resonated with me, um, uh, uh, not even resonated with me, but the one I found really interesting was the, the young daughter trying to come out, to her mum, um, and her not being able to understand what that means for her. But it's interesting how they've kind of found ways to kind of approach it. 
uh, and how the rest of the people around her take it and how her dad takes it. Uh, and that kind of story arc is really interesting because it's around the time of her quinceanera. Quinceanera. Um, quinceanera. Um, yes, like quinceanera. Ah, see, see. What? You know, when the girl turns 15 <laughs> and they yeah, turn yeah. from a, a girl into a woman and stuff. That's really interesting. Um, and that's a ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a, it's a cultural ceremony that they did do where um, the girl has to turn into a woman or whatever. And they, this ceremony is for her and she has to do a dance with a guy and also this stuff. So it's how they approach that episode as well is really, really, really fucking cool. I'm sure they have that ceremony in the Hamptons as well. It just works a different way. Yes. Yeah. Different dynamics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, if you're going to watch it, uh, uh, watch the show, I definitely recommend you watch uh, this show because uh, season it sounds two really is good. What's it on? Sorry, you Netflix. said Netflix and in the UK it's yeah, available. That's really good. Yep. Um, so we'll just pause for the pressure washer for a second. Godzilla, the latest Netflix um, partnered anime. Oh, I um, think we're talking about the film. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Netflix on their anime mission. Did you see the season that uh, Godzilla two trailer or teaser? Are we talking about movies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just uh, kind of no. Oh, Scott Millie, Bobby Brown. You know the um, Stranger two girl from Stranger- the cookie, cookie shop. Stranger Things girl. 11. Yes, her. Yeah. She's yeah. in it. She's bigger than that. Yeah. Oh, not on Stranger Things. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. Anime. Anime. Yes. It's a uh, uh, very well produced quality animation. Uh, wonderful to watch and awful to experience because <laughs> there are two female characters in the entire first part. So each part is like a movie. Yeah. So it's like a, what, they're, they're doing something experimental. I think Okay, they're, they've created an anime that is a series of movies. Yep. So each, each part is, you know, long. As in like um, an hour and a half long. A bit shorter. The part, part two just came out. Um, I don't know. I think I want, I want you to watch it and see what you think. It's, uh, it's interesting. Part two is a lot of philosophy for about an hour. Really? A lot of people talking about talking and walking about, um, but it's really, really good quality, uh, animation and wonderful art. I, I it's, it's a pleasure to watch, Yeah. but I don't get the whole Japanese is going to have the Japanese culture media community is it. it something's going to happen there. Cause yeah two female characters and they're both just majorly anti-bechdel characters subordinate to men. And, <laughs> you know, they just sort of turn around and swoon. What is, the main what is this called? Come in. Godzilla. Just Godzilla. There's two, there's one, uh, uh, city at the edge of war. And the first one's called Godzilla and planet of monsters or something. Yeah, um, and that's interesting. Incredibles 2 is out. Yes, it is. Going from a film that completely ignores, um, you know, women in society. I mean, it was really annoying, that Godzilla thing, because they got alien races to come down. Mm. And even those alien races, the women don't do any, have no positions of power. And it's just really stupid. Everyone, it's just male, male fest. Uh, Let's go from that to uh, a company called Pixar. Um, who make very strange animations? Yes, um, about 
people eating their kids. But anyway, you'll you'll get that when you watch Incredibles <laughs> 2. Um, <laughs> uh, so Pixar's been documented by people that study film and media and look at the effect of um, characters on society. People that do what we do on this podcast, but you know, professionally at universities. Right, and get paid for it. And get paid for it. <laughs> Uh, professionally at universities, um, what there's a wonderful article called Pixar has a girl problem. Mm. And it was about how they've just not managed to portray girls uh, well. Mm. And their first effort, Brave, which mm. they tried, it kind of fell on its own face here and there um, from a cert from certain feminist perspectives. Um, it looks like they're trying again with Incredibles 2. And I respect, I'm going to say very few things about this mm -hmm. and let you talk. Um, I respect the effort and it was entertaining to watch, Yep, but they didn't even complete story arcs yes. in some cases. What yes. did you think? Yep. I agree. I was literally just thinking why you were talking was that I get what they were trying to do and I, I can respect what they were trying to kind of put across, but it felt like ultimately the film was about Mr. Incredible more than anything else and him trying to find himself once again, Yeah, um, which kind of went against the whole, thing that they were trying to get across in the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, great that on the surface, Mrs. Incredible was doing all the work, but again, just like it happened in the past, Mr. Incredible was getting the credit for the film. Yes. Um, and he was saving the day. And, and yeah. And the only time she was have, being portrayed as a female was when she was balancing being a superhero and worrying about the kids. Mm hmm. Because that's all women really do, isn't it? They just worry about the kids. Sure. They want to have kids, worry about the kids. Yeah. That's, as, as, as per Pixar, that must yeah. be. I mean, uh, if Pixar say it must be true. Yes. So, challenging. Even with Violet. Oh, man. For fuck's sake. Just. Hey, that was a mess. Hung up on this one guy who just, yeah. I, yeah. Good job. I mean, good effort. The film was great. Enjoyed it. Enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't, still didn't address the issue at hand. Okay. Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom. That was out. Yes. Well, that was out since last episode. It was. Ah. We'd watched it just after we recorded. I really like it. I really enjoyed that. I watched it two, three times. Have you seen it again? Yes. Oh, I want to watch it again. I've been raving about it to people. I've just been... I thought this, I love this film. Oh, I was so excited when like, I was bouncing up and down and watching this film. Like, it was a good, yeah. I felt like I was watching uh, a cook, like a superhero comic book film, whatever. Um, this film, the way I describe this film now is that it takes, it takes the existing series of films and it turns it on its head. Um, Whilst they may have kind of, whilst dinosaurs may have visited the real world and things in the past, they haven't done it the way they have here. What, the, what we have here is now we have an entire setup for a brand new set of films. Um, the last film, I think you described it as this, the last film was, it felt like a reboot. Yes. This film felt like it could be the, the natural sequel to the last set of Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park films. It, it, and it also felt exactly as it should have felt, yes. which is like a mild horror film, yeah. which is the feeling that the first film yeah. had. Yeah. The first film was like a disaster horror movie. Mm. And I don't think that many of the films have really captured that feeling yeah. until this one. Mm. 
And this one was like that. It was just like, whoa, shit, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the ending was, <laughs> it was like, this is good. the ending. Okay, spoiler alert. I mean, it's been out for a month now, so it's not really a spoiler anymore. The ending is uh, it's a shot of one of the dinosaurs. I, believe, I can't I remember if it was blue or not. Um, and they uh, run up to a ridge. The camera pans around, and in front of the dinosaur is a cul-de-sac in Las Vegas, I think. Which, to yeah. me, the prospect of that is exciting as hell. Um, and we know that are going to be dinosaurs in that real world. I, if we're going to see dinosaurs with guns strapped to them, I mean, <laughs> I'm sold. Um, because we know that dinosaurs have been taken by the highest bidders that already sent out like four or five yeah, of them. Yeah, that was a really interesting setup yeah. for something. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, this I'm excited for this film. People haven't been too excited about this film, but I really enjoyed it. I think we both really loved this film. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was highly cool. recommended. Um, I just realized that when we say... Oh, it's been out for a month. We're just going to talk about a spoiler. It's like what we're saying is, fuck you economically challenged people that can't afford to go to the cinema. <laughs> That's basically what we're saying. So, obviously, highly recommending uh, Jurassic World 2, even if we've just spoiled it for you. Watch it. Yep. And even if you've watched it, watch it again and again. It's it's a great film. Scare the, it'll scare the shit out of your kids, uh, if you have kids. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm not sure if I do. Um, I hope. I'm hoping not because they're very expensive. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear from all the parents. I sure. Know. Yeah. They're very expensive yeah, and they get more and more expensive. And then they leave, they swear at you. They never talk to you again. It's true. Never think about you. Never call. Yep. I should call. I, oh shit. I didn't call my mom back from a few days ago. <laughs> shit. Oh, kids are awful. Oh. My mom actually said don't have kids. They're awful. Wow. My mom. That's really interesting. That's, you know, most painfully meta moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm writing all these podcast ideas. I do. Oh yeah. Do that. Do that. So, uh, we're back in, this is 58. We're back in 59 talking about video game films, video games, video games, uh, computer games. Yeah, man. Uh, not just not just that because there have been very few good video game films but we're going to kind of address talk about why they maybe why they haven't been so good yeah let's do that cool well if you like that hit subscribe and analyzy collection we're on sound <sighs> we're on soundcloud we're not on soundcloud god damn it man every month <laughs> we're on itunes we're not on soundcloud but we are on itunes stitcher uh acast also the one overcast and all your favorite podcast applications. Um, if you did enjoy this, please leave us a review on iTunes and raters. We would uh, find it very helpful and it would help us kind of elevate our game and elevate us to the top of the podcast charts, charts, charts. Um, cool. All right. Uh, I'm Karen. And I'm Kushal. See you next week. And I gotta go Oops. elevate my game. <laughs> okay. Elevate my game, y'all. <laughs>